I just want you to know it's not in your head. If you think you're being harassed, you are. Yeah, let's talk harassal, shall we? I didn't even want to do this podcast today. I had something else planned. But watching the international headlines about a national anchor released from her job from the same company where I worked, then another woman comes forward from the same company. I just couldn't sit here one more minute and watch one more person come out. And think of all of the others who are too scared or have too much at stake to say anything. To be clear, this will not be some big reveal about my personal experiences. But this will be about all of those stories you don't hear. And maybe it's your story too. It's time to pull back the curtain to show you the smoke and mirrors in a world that is so full of so much mental health fake speak. Her hair is curly, her teeth are pearly. She's got an edge, but she's still pretty girly. Oh, oh, nothing rhymes with Dahlia. So you see the international headlines about a Canadian news anchor, Lisa Laflamme, at the height of her career, who's let go from her job. And you may have seen her video on Twitter making an announcement that Bell Media had terminated her contract after 35 years at CTV because she wasn't given the grace and honor of announcing this on TV. And the 58-year-old journalist says she was blindsided by the, quote, business decision the company made. And the people are now questioning, is this because of her silver hair? Because she stopped dyeing it brown? Is it because she pushed back against a certain VP? There are many, many questions. But those aren't necessarily the things that matter right now. As I've watched things transpire over the last, I don't know, I could say week and a half, I can also say my entire career, I want to tell you something that bears repeating. It's not in your head. If you think you're being harassed, you are. And what we see unraveling right now with Lisa Laflamme, I watch this for public reaction. And so often I hear people say, I thought we've come further than this. (laughs) But sadly, I look at this and I'm like, yeah, that's about right. That's where we are. Because this hits close to home. I've already told you a couple of times about how my hair was an issue for a major TV network job. They said that if I wanted that job, I'd have to straighten my hair because no one takes someone with curls seriously. And I've never said the name of the network. And that doesn't even matter. What matters is I can understand the hair comments about how Lisa Laflamme had the rightful choice to let herself show gray. And then, well, maybe it wasn't about her hair. You hear whistleblowers and people coming forward and saying, hey, this is about this or that or the other. But none of this matters because what mostly needs to be understood right now is that this isn't about my hair. This isn't about Lisa Laflamme's hair. This is about me saying I understand what this world is like and how women need to be supported. And not only that, but also how the everyday employee needs to be supported. And there are a lot of people who need help. Lisa Laflamme, by the by, not the only woman to raise more questions this weekend and perhaps stir some ghosts inside me. After Lisa Laflamme shares her story, another woman, Danielle Graham, who lost her job at the same company some months back as an anchor for one of its anchors for its national entertainment show. Well, 
she took to Twitter this weekend to explain or reveal a little more of what had happened. And she's suing the company. And now to hear people say, I thought we've come further than this. I wish we would have come further than this. Think back for a second to Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Remember what Judy Garland had to go through? Through the lead-up to and making of that 1939 wholesome classic, it was a very, very treacherous road for a teenager to navigate, more treacherous than the fictional perils of Oz. She would endure excruciatingly long work hours and a studio that either turned a blind eye to or encouraged the use of substances like stimulants to keep performers working or then sleeping pills to ensure they'd be able to rest. And by the time that 17-year-old finished filming The Wizard of Oz, she was already addicted to drugs. And I'm not saying this is about drugs in the media industry. I'm saying this is about the same attitude that was pervasive back in the 1930s about having a product and not a person working for you and treating a person like a product. So how far have we come? I'm sorry, we haven't. I've been in this industry long enough to see others screwed, to see the public screwed, and well, you can finish the sentence. Or you know what? No, I'll finish the sentence for you. To be screwed Yeah, I've been in this industry long enough to be screwed. There, I said it. This industry is full of harassholes. So was it her hair? Was it having an opinion? Was it something else? I don't know. I wasn't there. I worked for the same company as Lisa Laflamme, but we never met. But I worked at the same company. We met the same culture. And I've worked in the same industry for years and years. And it sometimes feels like centuries or millennia. And you know what? It's not just this industry. So again, if you feel like you're being harassed, you are. Harassment defined is any behavior, whether physical, verbal, written, or otherwise, that is unwanted and unwelcome. It can make you feel uncomfortable. It may demean, offend, or humiliate you. And if you feel uncomfortable, demeaned, offended, or humiliated, that is not in your head. And imagine, people keep questioning, why was Lisa Laflamme really let go? What people should be questioning is if she is Bell Media's best-known employee, how do they treat their other employees? Employees who are not in the same position to come forward. And you'll hear companies say, we take accusations of bullying, harassment, and the like very seriously, and we have a comprehensive policy in place to thoroughly investigate any such allegations. Very seriously. Comprehensive policy. Thoroughly investigate. These words can easily extinguish fires, can't they? The fire isn't the problem. It's the person who lights the match. It's the people who provide the matches and the people who fan the flames. And then you hear of reports, for instance, about this Lisa Laflamme story, blaming one person, one, one person who doesn't like her hair or one person who didn't like her pushback or opinion. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. 
It takes many people to keep a corporate culture like that afloat, kind of like something that floats in the toilet. And imagine, just imagine how hard it is for others to come out. Lisa Laflamme has earned more money. She has a stronger reputation at the top of her game. This is the pinnacle. And congratulations to her for coming so far. Because you can only imagine how hard she worked to get there, how hard she worked to stay there. But there are a lot of people who work in a lot of places, whether we're talking about that company or other companies, who work very hard, who get treated like garbage. And they don't have the same amount of money. They don't have the same team behind them. They don't have the same reputation, the same supporters. And this isn't to diminish Lisa Laflamme's strength or bravery, because she has that in spades. But it is to say the risk in her coming out, and likely with the accessibility of professional support, it's not the same risk as someone going through absolute garbage at work every single day. And so, so many people... They just won't come out. They're just trying to get through each minute of each day. And they can't figure out anything other than that. Putting food on the table, making sure they have a job tomorrow, making sure they could find a different job tomorrow, making sure that they could pay rent, making sure that they could take care of their mental health that is crumbling to the point that they don't even recognize themselves in the mirror anymore. And if you present your workplace as a mental health sanctuary, as an advocacy place for mental health, as a role model for mental health, and this isn't just for Bell Media, this is for any company that does this, and then proceed to disregard and disrupt your employees' mental health, what a sanctimonious and nefarious way to beat the system. (laughs) It's a... It's kind of smart, actually, in a maniacal and evil sort of way. So now, instead of trying to rid the workplace of toxicity, many organizations seem more focused on just keep it quiet. And often it's kept quiet by creating an uncomfortable space to call it out. For instance, you could have an open meeting about fair workplace practices and it could look like a boss calling a meeting to say we're against harassment here and then ask each of the employees, do you see harassment here? Have I ever harassed you? Employees say, nope, nope, nobody, nope, not here, not me. You're wonderful. I love you. What are they going to say? What has also become more and more prevalent and insidious in the workplace is bullying and harassment. But how can that be? We have so many more rules and policies we use to prevent it. Maybe it's because we have so many more rules and policies we use to prevent it. Because now it makes things more secretive. It is a new place to play hide and seek with these underhanded things people can do to each other. People find ways to gaslight and to bully underhandedly. And then look around you. Look at the economic vulnerability that can breed harassment. Because harassment rises in line with insecurity. We are not living in the most secure time right now. 
And then you look at something like Me Too, which so many people assume just cleared out harassment altogether. So then the more people who assume harassment is gone, the more victims feel as though, well, I can't say anything because nobody's going to believe me. I'm just going to be quick to be dismissed. So yes, even post Me Too, those who report sexual harassment can be viewed as pariahs and have difficulty remaining in their job and finding a new one. And now experts are urging organizations to appreciate these whistleblowers for providing an opportunity to fix problems before they get out of hand. But what experts tell you to do and how the real world works is kind of like, you know, being a kid growing up and assuming what the real world is going to work like when you become an adult. The people who can tell you what the real world is like are the people who are not telling you anything at all. Those are the people who know best because they know they have to keep those things to themselves. But back to Lisa Laflamme and this Bell Media PR fiasco. Because even though this is so much bigger than a PR fiasco, it's a cultural fiasco at best, it's a microcosm of a disgusting growing organism. And it will probably ultimately be reduced to being called a PR fiasco in the end. I already hear people calling it that right now. And this is not going to go away by getting rid of one person because it didn't start with one person. The way it will go away is with the public. It will go away with public outcry. But my fear is that the public themselves are exhausted because people are going through their own stuff right now, day after day. And this is not a fight you want to fight when you're fighting to put food on the table. And the timing of this story, the timing, the summer, the quietest time of the summer, interesting choice of timing to let such a high-profile story take place. And then you see how fleeting the attention span is of people. The public won't make this go away. This is a perfect recipe for a PR fiasco and not an overhaul of culture. And I've even heard a woman VP from the company, from this whole Lisa Laflamme story, point to herself and say, hey, I'm a woman and I've been here for 25 years and I'm still here. Okay, great. I'm happy to see a woman as a VP. I'd also be happier in this world if we had diversity and it wasn't about pointing only to your gender or only to your ethnicity or only to the color of your skin. Diversity is also about diversity of thoughts, diversity of voices, voices who look out for the voiceless. That is also diversity. Don't try to bamboozle us and swindle us with diversity and mental health fake speak. We don't need investigations. We don't need more investigations. We need recognition. We need to recognize the people who are hurt, who are hurting, who are afraid, who are struggling, who are being ignored, who are being harassed, who are being harassed by being ignored. Investigations look for evidence. And it's not only the people who do the harassing who try to hide that evidence. Far too often, people who have been hurt 
look to hide that very evidence. An investigation is like a Bachelor of Arts. I can say this because I have one and it's just a piece of paper. It doesn't get you too far. And culture is like mold. It grows. It's insidious. And an investigation will find actions and it may lead to someone or more than one person who takes the fall. But who's really taking the fall here? Who's really taking the fall right now? Lisa Laflamme is getting support. And I'm sure there are people who are awful to her right now. And sadly, you'll always find that. And again, congratulations to her on everything she's accomplished. And the biggest congratulations probably goes to her for how she has come out and her bravery and courage here. But there are a lot of people who are secretly and quietly taking the fall right now. And nobody knows it. And a lot of people are getting away with that. And you don't hear about it. The people whom you never hear about and never will hear about. We live in a culture where we've trained people about what they want to see, the images they should see, rather than the real images that surround them. An investigation will not address that. It won't change what hair color a viewer looks for in an anchor. It won't change the lack of reporting real stories because journalists are overworked or because there's a certain agenda that needs to be presented for the sake of entertainment or what have you, even in journalism. Investigations are just looking for evidence. And we have too many people hiding the evidence of what they've done and we have too many people hiding the evidence of what they've been through because they are so very hurt and so very scared. So I will say this again. It's not in your head. If you think you're being harassed, you are. You are dealing with harass holes. And remember that when you watch someone come forward. And remember that when you watch someone come forward, remember how many other people aren't. So thank you for dropping by the Neighboralia. If you have a story to share, if you feel like you don't have a voice, I have one right over here. So come say hi, say help, say whatever you need at Dahlia Kurtz on Instagram. In the meantime, go ahead, live and help live. Oh, oh, nothing rhymes without ya. Nothing rhymes without ya. Nothing rhymes without ya. I want to dedicate this episode to my dear surrogate grandfather, Alex Pollowin whom we just lost. He was a World War II hero and one of the last men standing from D-Day. And he always told me, never be afraid to do the right thing. <laughs>